Yolanda. Corey. What up? Hey, girl. Girl. So much. So much. <laughs> Between, like, I need to reread Revelations because I feel like it's it's here. Girl. Yeah, what is happening? All my Sunday school training. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> my 10-year-old was like, you know the world is coming to an end, right? I was like, oh, my God. Even the 10-year-olds are saying it now? Jesus. Not to make light of it, but no, my God. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So let's start off by just saying prayers to Mexico City, my God. Yeah. yeah. Right now, um, it's... They're reporting over 200 people have been killed in that massive earthquake, 7.1. And Hurricane Maria is just battered Puerto Rico. Yeah. Dominica. Dominica, yeah. And, you know, St. Martin, St. Thomas, you know, they're still recovering from Irma. This is prayers up, y'all. Prayers, prayers real. Whatever, whoever you believe in, whatever religion, whatever God, just pray. Please yeah. pray. Wow. Ooh, but thank the Lord for the Emmys this week. Yeah. Wait, I, mean, I realize I'm jumping ahead. Let's get our housekeeping out the oh, way. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. There's so much to talk about. There is. Okay. <laughs> but we want to thank you guys for listening to Yes Girl. But please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It means a big deal for us. So just go in and just be like, hey, girl, I love it. Hey, girl, I don't. Uh, y'all need to do this. So we got to we got to do that. We got to do that. So please, please, please help us there. Um uh, but we thank you for the people who do have re- rate and review us, but let us know and also to, to, while you're there, subscribe. Subscribe to Yes Girl podcast. Yes. You don't want to miss our juicy juicy talks. Wait, can I tell you now when I meet someone with a podcast, I'm like, okay, pull out your phone. I'm subscribing to yours and you're subscribing to Yes Girl. So, That's cute. You know, everybody has a podcast. So each time we meet, I'm like, okay, pull out your phone. Let's do this. So let's support each other because, you know, it takes a village to yep. make this happen. So, And on that note, I will say me, Marquita, and Danielle were having a little podcast conversation. And I realized I started, based on what they're listening to, I started subscribing to The Stoop. Nice. I don't know The Stoop. The Stoop is uh, these two girls out of San Francisco. They're having some really great, interesting conversations. Nice. And The Nod nice. um, from Gimlet Media. They had a, a, it was a talk with a guy a, a, a new dad who's debating taking taking his daughter to an Afrocentric school. Got it. So it was a really cute Ooh, conversation. Yeah. Nice. But if you're already listening, tell us what you think on social using hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. And you're missing one of our voices today. Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Penn. We miss her and it's her birthday. Her motherfucking birthday. birthday. Go Charlie. It's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. Go Charlie. It's your birthday. <laughs> Charlie, I'm giving you a massive body roll right now. Okay? Yes, she is. Happy birthday, Charlie. Do it up. Do it up. We love you, girl. But follow all Charlie's birthday shenanigans at ManWifeDog. Follow me at YoliZama. You can follow me at Corey Murray. Nice. So, Yolanda, what'd you do this weekend? what did I do this weekend? Oh, You had that cute bag. Wait. That was last week. Oh, oh yes. Week. I went See, to look, the well. I'm... Yes. Thank you, Corey. Because you know how it is mm-hmm. in motherhood land. Yes. People ask me on Monday, what did you do this weekend? I'm like, wait, what did I do this weekend? Because I always, I never forget. I never remember. But I went to the Well Read uh, Black Girl Festival in Brooklyn two weeks ago. It was so much fun. Um, it was really great. It started, started by a woman named Glory Eden. And Glory is just like a really 
lover of books and she's created this whole community around black women who love books. So she had her first festival at in Brooklyn and it was really great. I so hate I missed it. And I, I was like It was right it's right by the house too. It was right by the house. And I was like I saw I think I saw people later on, but girl, I had a group play date. Yeah. It was I couldn't yeah. it wouldn't have been nice. No, I get it. No. I get it. No. Yeah. We had some good people there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And yeah. we also celebrated the eightieth anniversary of Zora Neale Hurston. Just speaking of black women reading. Yes. This eightieth anniversary of Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God, which was a phenomenal life changing book. So be sure to read our appreciation of that novel and what it still means today on Essence.com. Nice. And when you have time, watch the, the Zora Neale Hurston um, documentary. It's really eye-opening. She was such a badass. Um, I think you can tell that in her books, but then when you see her documentary, it's really like eye-opening how much of a um, revolutionary she was. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Nice. Speaking of love, we want to shout out our Twitter love. Yay! I saw this tweet um, from Jasmine Lawson, who I know we shouted out before, but this one is exceptional because she <laughs> paired it with the most perfect gif, and it's the one of Gabrielle Union stroking her ponytail from that classic film, To Can Play That Game, because it is a classic. I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that you call it a film. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a it cinema. Is. It's cinema. <laughs> But Jasmine had that, that gift. She said, Yes, Sylvia Obell. Men claim they don't like wigs and weeds, but I swear they but I swear they don't even know what a good one is. And it was just I cried. I started crying. Nice. And thanks again for your support. I'm gonna go to Feisty Four on Twitter. She said, Yes girl their yes girl interview had me intrigued. The episode with Marlon starts exposing the people at the club is hilarious. When is S two? Thanks, girl. Girl, love it, love it. And the next one came from our own Essence Now host. Uh, Yolanda, I'm going to not butcher Mako's last name. <laughs> Mako Nlovu. Thank you. See how beautiful that sounded? <laughs> now I'm going to say it. Mako Nlovu. Nlovu. It means um, elephant. Ooh, I love that. Mako elephant. <laughs> Shout out, Mako. <laughs> but she wrote, I remember listening to Lena Waithe on Essence Yes Girl podcast, so inspired by her stories. Hashtag Emmys 2017. Yeah. Because y'all know what? She won. Yes. Shout out to Lena. Congratulations, girl. Girl. From the minute I saw that Thanksgiving episode of Master of None, I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. This is what brilliant TV writing is. And you so deserve it. And I wasn't at the Emmys, but to see everyone stand up, yeah. you know that she felt it. Yeah. And then it was like she she won for black girls and then she won for lesbian girls. Yeah. Then she won for like anybody who's different. Yeah. And I loved how Aziz just let her have her yeah. moment. It was so beautiful. I felt it. I so felt it. And then uh, yesterday, Regina Robinson said that Lena was getting honored at Ad Color. Nice. And again, the room just stood up for her. That's wonderful. And it, she was our guest. So when you have time. Go back in the archives and look at our listen to our Lena Waithe episode. It was early when we first started. Yeah, and it was yeah. funny when she, it, it, I remember that conversation because she kept she had must have just finished the season and she's like, I can't tell you about, it, I can't tell you, but I think she told us after we stopped recording that Angela Bassett was going to pay her mother. Yeah, yeah. But when you listen to it, like she did give us a lot of tea <laughs> on that episode, but she but she kept it cool. So don't come for her at Netflix. She wasn't breaking any laws, <laughs> but it was just interesting about her backstory of how she got into Hollywood and what drove her and what keeps her there, um, which I love. So shout out Lena. Nice. Also, we want to give a big applause to Donald Glover. He was the first black man to win for directing a comedy. 
and also Sterling K. Brown. Hey, Sterling. He's the first black man to win for a drama in 20 years. Nice. But Shonda Rhimes was not here for it. I know. I mean, she called a spade a spade mm-hmm. and talks, you know, it's great that all these, you know, people of color, black folks particularly, are winning, but she called it embarrassing because yeah. they're way overdue. Um, it's late. We're late. I mean, TV, um, we've been sort of, we've been on TV. We've been doing great, amazing work. But in 2017, um, her quote was, I'm hoping that it's not a trend. I'm hoping that people don't feel satisfied because they saw a lot of people win and think that we're done. We're not done. Nope. We're not no. done. So this is, this is the beginning. We're in it beginning. and we're not leaving. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, and I got to shout out Issa Rae for that quote. I know. People were so mad. They were mad. Yeah. But blacks all Zay, all like Zay. she said. All Zay. <laughs> okay? That's what we're here for. I'm that's rooting for the black people. <laughs> <laughs> She's yes. like, I'm going to be honest. And yeah. that's, so we love you, Issa. That's yeah. why we love you. Well, <sighs> the next topic. What do we call this segment? Lord Jesus. <sighs> Lord, it's, wait, I got it. Lord Jesus, is a, it's an extortion. <laughs> Lord Jesus is an extortion. Now, let's be honest. We do know that Kevin Hart was on our cover in June. Yes. And we love Kevin. And we love Kevin. He's been yeah. out at the festival. He's, He's been a fan. He's been up here. He, you know, he loves us. But now, Lord, we didn't learn some things. Oh, my goodness. Learned. Unseen some things. <laughs> Allegedly, reportedly. Report- <laughs> oh, Corey. Oh, I feel like we should whisper. I know. Girl. Okay. Kevin, how you doing? How you doing, Kevin? Lord. I was just reading how he said he's embarrassed. You goddamn well should be. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so I do think, though, okay. you guys have probably, you know the story. Yes. But I know that men cheat, right? Yeah. I'm not saying all, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're famous. You know, you have all this money. You have all this ass around you, right? True, true. But I'm going to need a pat down before you have sex with me. Yeah. You're going to leave your phone outside. Mm-hmm. Nobody's recording anything. Nothing. Okay. You're going to sign this NDA. Yeah. They, you know, have you ever me. been to a screening and they, uh, and it's and always they, like for Star Wars or some bullshit and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they put it in a baggie yeah. and you get it. That's what he yeah, needs. That's what he has a bodyguard. Do. Let the bodyguard the keep. The bodyguard. Wait, we need to talk to that bodyguard. Like, why would you oh. let that happen? Everybody around him. I'm. This is wrong. As a woman, I should be mad yeah. at the cheating. Mm-hmm. But I'm mad at There's how levels. people around him let this happen. And then it was t- was it two chicks? Oh my god! And the phone is propped up, allegedly reported. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Sorry for but you. But yo, the memes, Black Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Y'all need an Oscar. Y'all need to be awarded for your brilliance. <laughs> Because that one, even the oh one, it just God. had like the asterisk, my rib. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I heard about the muck ribs. Oh my God. No, I don't know about the muck Somebody ribs. Somebody said like you, you something, you went to McDonald's for a rib, but you got a, a Mick rib, but then you end up getting nuggets. I, oh I'm not, re- I'm not, I'm not <laughs> repeating it right. But black Twitter, I love you. Oh my God. Wait, I wish we could play that, the Bodak Yellow um, reinterpretation. Oh, I know. <laughs> We may do I that for y'all later. We may do that later during the outros. Stay tuned. Oh stay tuned. God. But, you know, Nico, prayers. Praying for you, girl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing pregnant. is, but to you, all right, Damn. all jokes aside, yeah. like you said, Yolanda, this is not the first man to cheat. Not the first Famous. couple to go through infidelity. Here's hoping 
that their love is strong enough to yeah. withstand this because, yeah. you know, the baby is on the way. It's a lot. I just can't even imagine what Anika was going through. Like, damn. You know, like she, from, you know, it seemed like the perfect life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the truth is life is the great equalizer, right? True. That's true. It happens. All right. Oh, God. Okay. I need another segment, though. I want to call it Why You Mad? <laughs> And it's about Nikki and Nas. Really quickly, can y'all stop being mad at Nikki? Like, I feel like they mad. Oh yes, all the 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 respectability politics. Um, oh police are out. She doesn't deserve him. Um, he's she's not deep enough for him. Wait, wait, wait. I know who said that. Wait, I forgot. We have a follower, and I love her for even uh, challenging me. I love that. Thank you so much. One of our Yes Girl um podcast listeners mm-hmm. says, "I'm forgetting your name," but she was like, um. Uh, I I respectfully don't agree with you. I feel like Nikki does not deserve um, Nas. Um, <laughs> but what sis? I, I don't if know. All I was... y'all, y'all, use hash, hashtag Jesco podcast. Tell us why you don't feel Nikki deserves Nas. I wish she. That's why I was telling her. I was. I was. I wish we had a, oh, um, a call in. I had. Oh, I wish that's we had a call in. Be like, let's talk about it. But um, I really, you know, let's talk about it. Um, what's the problem? I feel like you know he's a man. She's a woman. She's a beautiful woman. Smart yeah. woman. Um. Yeah, and she went to the same high school as Khalees, so he has a type, y'all. True. true. Hood I, and artsy, right? Hashtag hood and artsy. I love it. <laughs> but that's not who that's we a are. Great, that's hello. That's who we are. Yeah, we are. You know. I love uh, my friend uh, Bridget Bartlett. Bridget Bartlett Royal, actually, she's over at Black Bridal Bliss. She always tells me that we're all chicken heads. We just know how to tuck in our feathers. Hello, hello. Just you Don't know, see they're me here. on a Saturday. All and right. speaking of tucking in feathers, let me see if I can play this. If you wanted to, oh, you tripping, asking for 10 million, fuck is wrong with you? Don't you know that I am married and my wife is pregnant too? Making threats to drop my sex tape, go do what you gotta do. Look, you can't extort me, I'll just tell the truth. Yeah, ain't dropping no cash now, I'll just tell the truth. My wife ain't about to leave me, she look like boo boo the fool. On you. Now what she say? Drop a sex tape on who? Let's find out and see. H A R T. I'm running comedy. Got my own shoe with Nike. Foul as fuck. We was partying. Why you recording me? Now you demanding the bag that sound like extortion to me. Honestly, don't give a fuck. Hold on. The receipt. Wait, I wanted this part. So she date with hoes. Ain't no groupie recording me. Yo, this. Meme that is line. from. Oh my god! I am Ms. Clark. I am Ms. M. I. Z. Z. Clark. Uh, I got this on a DM, and I don't know who originated it, but I'm shouting out. I am Ms. Clark. This was funny. He said, "I don't negotiate with hoes," but um, who saw that okay, was? So yeah, that was been a good quite kiki. A week, right? It has been quite a week. Lord. But up next is an interview with. Another celebrity hairstylist because you guys love talking with Ursula last week. You know who's responsible for Rihanna's classic dues. But now we got Kim Kimball, who is the bow down queen to Queen B. Yeah, she is. Kim has been doing Beyonce's hair for I don't know how long. It might be a decade. Yeah. Um, she also was responsible for all that amazing hair on Lemonade. And she's currently on tour with Mary J. Blige. She is a boss. Yes. Yes. She is, and take a listen to Kim Kimball right now because she gives a prayer for the edges. Yes. And you have to listen to Some it. holy water. 
holy oil for the edges. And a headscarf. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have our own hot sauce in our bag right here in the Essence Podcast room. Can we give it up for Kim Kimball? Woo! Hey. I like my baby. Hey, what? <laughs> I'm in the building. <laughs> if you don't know Kim Kimball, I think you've seen Kim Kimball's work. But let me go through her receipts because she has plenty. First of all, Kim Kimball, or do you prefer to go by Kimberly? You know what? Kim Kimball, everybody says that. It was just, you know, my real name is Kimberly. But I think people like to abbreviate it. So I'm cool with Kim Kimball. I've just accepted it. I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's one of those names you do have to say it together. Yeah. I don't think I feel funny. People I would just call like you Kim. This, people like, they don't just call me Kim. They always say Kim Kimball. Kim Kimball. Kim Kimball. I love Kim it. Kim Kimball. But Kim Kimball has worked on at least 20 films. Yes. I'm not even counting in your TV work. I stopped counting a long time ago. (laughs) Key hairstylist. Okay, and we'll get into that. You are Beyonce's go-to hairstylist. She has worked on Lemonade. We'll just stop there because Lemonade is just the pinnacle of everything black and great in the world. Yes. You have your own reality show going into its fifth season. Yes. On the We Network. Mm -hmm. We TV, excuse me. Yes. You've done, let me, I'm just going to count off the Essence covers you've done, because you've done Vogue covers, hey. you've done W, but one, two, three, four, anyway, it's a lot. Okay. Most recently, yeah. Zendaya, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about later, because oh, you yeah, you cause... were you went down to Rio, Rio. Mm-hmm. And I remember you down there. That's off record. No one talks about <laughs> the Caprini. All right, I'm going. Stop, stop. <laughs> you also have your own beauty line, Kim Kimball Beauty, and you have your own hair, sh- hair salon, mm-hmm. Kimball Hair Studio. Welcome. Oh, wow. And you have the receipts. That's a nice introduction. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so tell us very quickly. I know you are a third generation hairstylist, but what? How did you take from being in the hair salon to working on a film? What was your story there? Well, you know, the whole reason we moved, my mother moved from Chicago to L.A. She heard about a woman named Ann Wallington, who was, I think she was one of the first black women to be able to work in television and film. She had read about it in a magazine and moved to California and went and worked in her salon. But at that time, it was very hard to get into the union in work, you know. So, you know, years went by, and then, you know, my mother would push me. She said, you need to get in the union, because I didn't even know anything about that. Hairdressers actually worked on films and, you know, made money doing hair on television. And So it was her that really kind of got behind me and pushed me to want to do it. So I got curious about it, and I, when I got the opportunity to work with Robert Townsend on the play, um, I hit him up, or I hit his assistant up at Charlie Jordan at the time, and I was like, "Can you can you help me get in the union?" And long story short, they hired me on BAPS, and that was my first television, my first film. I love this story. Tell us quickly. You were at the salon. Robert Townsend walk in with who? Who does he? Halle Berry. Oh, <laughs> shocking my clients. <laughs> that was bef- the. Before Kim Kimball, celebrity hairstylist. So they were like, Halle Berry's in the salon. It's crazy. Wow, I love that story. <laughs> yeah. So fast forward to you, you're getting your feet wet. You're going on films. And I, I, uh, I know we were joking, but I, one of the great stories I love was down um, when we were shooting Zendaya in Rio, which was a great opportunity. Loved having you there. But you were telling us how you were on set. And what was what was the city in or the town in Mexico? Oh, Manzanilla, Mexico. I'll never forget. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I'm thinking we're going to Puerto Vallada. We're going to Cabo. So it's going to be like that. No, this was in the middle of the country. A very rural 
resort. Like, there's cows walking on the street. It was rough. They had bats. Uh, it was a rough location. And that movie was at I Know What You Still Did. Uh, yes. I Know Still What You Did last summer. Yes. And who I, were you working with? Brandy Norwood. Wow. Nice. Yeah. It was fun, though. We had fun, but it was a little scary because the bats and stuff flying around. <laughs> and it was a scary movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. But fun. now, tell me about your being a third-generation hairstylist. Like, you, your mother was a hairstylist. And who before her? My her mother. Oh, yeah, her, her mother. Her mother as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. So hair was just... What was the philosophy around hair in the home? Like, well, how did you guys view black hair? Well, you know, back then, you know, my grandmother, she was sort of like, you know, like the best press and curl. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's still getting their hair pressed and curl. press and curl. I mean, I grease press. <laughs> she would curl my hair. Because, you know, our rituals every Sunday... I would go to church, and I was such a girly girl, and I would get my hair done every Saturday night. It's like you take your bath, you get your hair done, and I would go to bed with my hair pinned in pin curls. Oh. Now, the the pins were kind of painful. It didn't matter because I wanted to be cute come Sunday morning. So I don't care what I had to do. I would sleep with stuff tucked under my neck. Like, so my head would, I would mess up my curls, get up the next day because I was excited to see what my hair was going to look like when I took the pins out. I mean, I think girls just love getting their hair done. Yeah, yeah. And back then, you know, it was all about press and curl. My mother did not believe in relaxers before 15. Wow. So I only wore press and curl for years. Nice. I believe in that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I do, too. So tell us about the phone call you get from a certain Miss Knowles Carter. And she's working on this secret project. Yeah, it was definitely a secret project. It, it, it didn't have a name. But, you know, these are the dates. Are you available? And this is what I need, you know. And so it, it's exciting. Anytime I work with Beyonce, she is a trailblazer, a leader, a trendsetter, and an amazing businesswoman. So really... Working behind the scenes with her, of course, it pushes you because, you know, the excellence that she brings, you have to come correct. You have to be an excellent person, you know, to work with her because, you know, what she does is always so top notch and amazing. And she puts her all into it. It makes you put your all into it as well. So I not only have I I'm inspired and a fan of her music and her her talent, but I was inspired by what a businesswoman she is. Wow. What is it like when you, I mean, what kind of, I guess, personality do you have to have? Because I guess it's one thing to be a, a hairstylist in a salon, but you're working with top tier talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is there is that a different level? Well, what are the levels you have to have about you or the personality traits? Right. Well, these are habits that I started even in the salon before I met her. But being professional, being on time, you know, being very discreet. Like, you know, you can't be running around telling everybody's business. Like, that's not, you know, you know, but especially when someone on that level, you know, if you want to keep a job, you want to keep your mouth quiet about certain things. And I think, you know, also just knowing that there is it's going to be a workload when you when you're doing it, because you're going to, you know, we want excellence. So, I mean, during, you know, rehearsals, everything, you have to be there. So you're on point, you know what's going to happen. You know how the hair has to move. It's, you know, truly a job and an art form. Wow. wow. Yeah. Do, are you still touching heads now or do you have a team that does it? Uh, both. I mean, I, I mean, I still do my clients and then also, you know, Eliminate, I had a team of hairdressers, yeah. some amazing hairdressers. And, you know, I'm like sort of, you know, because I, I started in film, so I know how to be a department head and to run a show and 
part of being a department head is hiring a great team mm -hmm. to back you up to yeah. make sure that because you can't touch every single head so you got to make sure you can trust the people and empower them to do a, a great job at what they do as well mm. i'm scared to be around you because i'm like oh lord how's my hair looking <laughs> but you giving me a real cute uh what do they call it turban tie honey i love it <laughs> i'm sure people are like oh lord my <laughs> hair better be right in front of kim <laughs> Every they say that every time and it's so funny. I said, but I'm so I'm like a doctor. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I know it all. Yeah. I never forget uh, down at the Essence Festival. You had just did a presentation, and next thing you know, people over there are talking to Kim. But next, next thing you know, I hear people saying, "So my hair when I took the perm out, it did this." And you over there like constantly these women, baby, at family events, bar mitzvahs, whatever. People go pull you aside. They're like, listen, I got this one little hair issue. I need you to help me figure out. And, hey, that's just what I do. It's part of the job. And, actually, I don't mind. You know, mm -hmm. I just, because that's all I do is talk about hair all day. That's why I have to make sure that when I'm on my personal time, I'm not, you know, with my, my dudes sitting there talking about, yeah, now, you know, if you did your hair pulled back in this little <laughs> Like, be careful. Do you ask him, what's your, what's your hair texture? Is it 4C or exactly? <laughs> Let me do a porosity hey, test on right, you, babe. Exactly. <laughs> Poor guy. You know, your scalp's look a little dry. I think we need to do a hot oil treatment. <laughs> well, going back to team, your team on your show, L.A. Hair, is quite colorful. Drama. <laughs> what made you step into reality TV? You know, I'm, you know, when I start looking at my brain, you know, I started talking about branding some time ago and when I looked at my brand I wanted to be able certain things I wanted to do I wanted to be able to educate and I'm always interested in thinking outside the box I, I don't always, you know I want to do what's kind of new I like to be ahead of the trends I like to do things that are out of the box and you know when I first got approached to, to do a reality tv show the first thing I thought was uh I don't know because salons are drama without a camera. So can you imagine what a camera will do? But the one thing I did appreciate, and I, do, I don't regret doing it because I think that it's, you know, it's been educational in all kinds of ways. Um, you, know, edu you educate people. They learn about hairstyles. They learn what it's like to run a business. They want learn, learn what it's like to deal with people. And for me, I always keep trying to keep that in mind when I'm, you know, in the process of doing it because I want to make sure that it's something. Sometimes you learn what to do. Sometimes you learn what not to do. And I think it's all about education and entertainment. And it's fun, and it's gave me opportunity to be a. I'm an executive producer on my show, so now I, you know, kind of branching out and producing and creating other things, it's, you know. So I'm like excited about just going to the next level. I think as a, a stylist, I always knew I wasn't going to just be behind the chair all the time. I still love doing hair, but I, you know, something like this that involves hair is still part of my branding. It involves education, so I said, you know what, this is definitely. You know, I, I'm doing this, and I'm going to keep moving in this area and maybe different areas with it as well. Well, you have a fan in Katrina Murray, which is my mother. <laughs> and, my mo you know, what we do, my mother is always like, you know, she's gotten used to me saying, oh, I'm going on this shoot with this celeb or whatever. So I mentioned something, going on a shoot, and I was like, and Kim Kimball. She said, Kim Kimball, tell her I said hi. Tell I was like, but we're shooting Michelle Obama. You don't want me to tell her hi? Oh, well, you know. But I'm well, I tell mama I said hello, and I appreciate her. 
I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I would love to meet her one day. You she we, gonna, she gonna you're going to have to bring her to talk about her hair because she's worried about her texture and it's changing. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? We're going to have to do it. If, if I have to get on the phone with her, I will. I she will. would love that. Okay. Now, changes. When you first started in the business, not many of us uh, black women were wearing our hair natural the way we are now. So tell me about just, you know, being in the industry and being a, a, a leader in the industry and having like the consumer now come to you like, no, I want to wear my hair natural. Whereas mm-hmm. there was a time when everybody wanted to, to weave or to, mm-hmm. to braid or mm-hmm. straight or relax. Like what, what has that been like from the other side? Well, I mean, gosh, it's it's very interesting because I remember one time I, I was going through my natural phase before it was even popular, and um, I really enjoyed that natural. It wasn't until recently I really understood and learned, you know, how amazing natural hair can really be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was when I started doing a lot of, you know, panels with all these bloggers, and they'd have this amazing thick natural hair that they have groomed for like five years and I think when they the bloggers came out and started talking about it I think it really helped boom and grow that the natural hair industry and you know I had always when I started my product line I had always started doing a natural hair product because you know I changed my hair a lot so I'll go from natural and I didn't really relax it wasn't something that really worked well on my hair so I always had like natural hair mm. and just trying to find the right Products, just like you know, the you know everyday consumer trying to figure out what can I do to make this work, and I have recently gone back on the journey. I cut, you know, I wear weaves for a while, um, and then I cut, you know, finally cut my hair when it started growing out into the natural, and I actually really love the texture. I think that the more I see, you know, all this amazing natural hair, the more I'm loving it even. And I see how my hair now, because it was always in between, because, you know, I was straightening it and getting the straight ends. And it was just <laughs> never like, oh, God, why can't I get these all curls to act right? You know, mm-hmm. now I'm at that point. I finally cut it to a point where it's now all right. Mm-hmm. And that's even. So I love having the option of just being able to wet my hair and go because now I'm, I had the point where I have to work out, I have to exercise, and I can't be a slave to weave, and I can't be a slave to wig, and I can't be a slave to straightening my hair. I like being able to just wet my hair and go if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would you. say sometimes, though, being, you know, as team natural, but with a lot of blonde in my hair, that's mm-hmm. not natural. Um, I find natural hair still takes a lot of work. And sometimes oh. people don't talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, I got about five products I got to use. Mm-hmm. And let me just commend you because one thing I've, I've been talking about a lot lately is I think that natural women, okay, when you decide to go natural, don't just go natural and don't do anything with it. Get it cut. Get it colored. Let it be stylish. See, I, one of the things that really inspired me to go back natural was watching Solange because mm-hmm. how great she looked with her natural hair, how she dressed it up and make it look really fashionable. And even Essen Magazine, I would see a lot of, for years, beautiful women with natural hair in there, and they were stylized so well. And that, for me, see, that's how I want to represent natural hair. I want to make it stylish. This mm-hmm. is not just me, you know, eating some nuts and berries and some fruit and saying, okay, I'm all natural. No, this is a look mm-hmm. that I am, you know, that it's not just about, you know, a, a, a lifestyle, but it's like I want to be fashionable and I want it to look great. You know, I don't want it to just be about, oh, it's a cultural thing and, you know, I don't believe in putting chem- chemicals. No, it's part of my, it's who I am and yeah. I just... 
this is a look that I want to rock. You know, I'm not the kind of woman that I'm, I'm not in a box because you might like I have a wig on today. Mm. But tomorrow, good, tomorrow when I get home, I'm going to take the wig off and I'm going to go back to my natural hair. <laughs> I might throw some clip-ins in my natural <laughs> hair. You know, listen, I'm not putting the box. I, I'm just, you know, a woman. And that's how a lot of women are. Yeah. We just want to look different and look good. Change Jill our hair. Scott, Did you make always. that wig? Did you make yes. that one? Oh, it's yes, beautiful. This is one of our. <laughs> Thank you. No, I remember Jill Scott saying, like, for her hair was an accessory. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was a, like a hat. Like, Absolutely. Just change it up, change mm-hmm. it up. How many could you say, do you find, is there a shift in celebs going natural? Do you find more and more? Because I know before when we used to do stories about, we need natural hair celebs in the book, and we'd only go to the same three people. But now we're fine. Do you find that there's more and more? It's a little bit more. Still a little slow, but it's a little bit more. What I find a lot of, you know, a lot of them are wearing wigs and extensions to protect their natural hair, but their hair is very natural underneath. So I think soon we're going to see, when they start seeing it grow and longer, uh, then I think, you know, when they start with like, oh, I'm going to rock this. It's still slowly getting there, you know, but I think you're going to start seeing them when they are proud, when they pull that wig off and see how much hair they have, they're going to be throwing that hair around <laughs> trying to show everybody, look at my hair. <laughs> how many wigs do you have? Oh, child, <laughs> a lot. I got a whole salon full of wigs. Uh, I got I think rental I've seen wigs. The, the photos. Yes, yeah. I got rental wigs. I got my own collection at home. I got wait. Fall what's wigs a rental cooking. wig? Well, we do wigs for you know for photo shoots. We rent them oh. out for shoots, for fashion shoots, um, for movies. I'm curious. I just need a little wig um, protocol. Mm. So somebody that we work with who's dear to us, she let me borrow her wig once for a little skit we were doing. Mm-hmm. Then she tried to give it to me, but I'm just not a wig girl. I'm just, I just. But then I was like, should did, did I cross the line by even asking her to borrow her wig? Like, what is the wig protocol? I think that everybody should have their own wigs. Okay. <laughs> no, because it's a personal thing. It's like clothes. But you know, some people. So I have people that be like, "Girl, give me that wig. I don't care if you wore that. Give me that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wash this I'm wash this out <laughs> disinfect it and put it on I, you know I, I, you know but me some people are funny style they don't want to share you know because you know hair that's part of your body you know it, you know we sweat in it we do stuff so I get it but you know I think that um, it really depends on the person yeah she was sweet about it but I noticed after she was like no you just keep it and I was like oh my god did I cross the line by asking you might have <laughs> You might have crossed the line a little because it's like underwear almost. That's, You're not going to ask, can I, can I borrow your underwear? Well, I figured I had the web cap underneath, but, but I still, and I washed my it hair. It probably wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, she probably wasn't. Because you I can still. wash underwear too. But are you going to put it on <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I, I think I've gotten off subject a little bit. Yeah. But did you ever think... As you know, in Chicago, in first of all, what's in the water in Chicago? Because there's you, there's Johnny Wright, there's like all these like all these amazing hairstylists. Um, upstairs at Essence, we always talk about there are some cities that really master hair, and it's like Detroit, Chicago. Um, I don't know DC. about LA, DC. I mean. People talk about LA. We got some good hairstylists. Okay, there's just something in the culture in the water. No, I hear you. Um, I will admit, when I've got my hair pressed in LA, it flows like no other. Yeah. See, 
LA is really big on press and curls. You know, too, it's it's culturally different all over the states. You know, in DC, in Chicago, they wear more styles, cuts. Yeah. Style, New York, everybody's more into styling it, cuts and and color and you know, you have to do more. In LA, they're a little more laid back. It's very bohemian. They like either press and curls or long wavy hair. It's kind of interesting how, you know, the region. The every, region, yeah. But every now and then, you know, you find somebody. I remember back in the day when they were doing the stack bobs and all that. You know, L.A. was killing the game back then. Jerry Curls killed oh, it. <laughs> that was the Jerry Curl Central. Yeah. <laughs> One more question about hair, and then we're going to go into rapid fire. Because we know you're busy, and you're flying. You're like, are you bi-coastal? I'm bi-coastal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can I keep you in New York house Mid-coast. while you, you know, when you're uh, not here? Okay. <laughs> of course, darling. <laughs> Your Peter Tell. Okay. All right. But what does it mean when, like, you've created some really iconic looks? And I, I, I'm just going to go back to Beyonce just because she's Beyonce. But I would never forget, going back to Essence Festival, I remember these girls were walking, like, regular girls. They all had the long, wavy, blonde. And I'm like, this is Kim Kimball's hair. Like, what do you say when you, like, exp- you've inspired a generation wow. or inspired, like, a look? It's one of the biggest compliments you can ever have when people like what you do and they're, you know, emulating it. Someone actually on Instagram, was Instagram? She posted a picture of uh, one of the looks I did in Lemonade. She had the Never TD and she went and recreated it. Beautiful. And I thought it was great. It's good to inspire people and that people like what you do. It just gives you a purpose and it makes you really feel good. And um, it's exciting. Everybody can't say that. So that's a blessing right there. Amen, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm. Yolanda's going to kick us off. <laughs> I know. Mm. Yeah. Come on now. Black out. Honey, mm. Hello, honey. I don't mind. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Let's get it started. Where's my oil? My, where's my uh, anointing oil? Yeah, I know. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Where you do oh, not wear your got trouble with it. Do I need to pray? For really somebody? has oil. You do, do I need to pray, need to for, pray for somebody? You need to Girl. pray for my edges. Oh, okay, we'll do that too. Let's put a little, let's right. put a little blessed oil on, <laughs> on my edges. Yes, in the, edges. in the name, in of the Jesus. name of Jesus. <laughs> Let these edges be right. Bless them. Don't fall out on me. Don't fall out. <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. Okay. These know, edges are getting prayed on. Head, Lord, bless oh, it. Yes. Yes. Bless it. Bless you. these Look, edges, Give me a little Lord. blessing too, honey. That's why my edges. I still got mine. Thank you, Jesus, for the edges. Thank you, Jesus. And the blessing. <laughs> What's the worst hairstyle you've experienced you've ever had before when you let someone else do your hair? Oh, I got a, I got a story. Okay. When now, my mother, my mother was very... Like, okay, you can't get your hair cut, you can't get color. I could get a blue-black cellophane. Remember cellophane? Yes, yes, I, I do. That's, that's all the color I was getting. I wanted highlights. That's all I was getting. Oh, my God, you just took me back at that blue-black. <laughs> oh, my God, go keep talking. And so I was like, oh, I, I, you know, everybody had those stack bobs. Remember MC Light? She had that mm-hmm. stack bob in L.A. They was doing it, like, stack bobs and putting the little bows in them and everything. And so I said, oh, I want stack bobs so bad. I said, Mama, please. And she said, no, I'm not cutting your hair. I said, I don't want to so she got tired of me saying it. So what she did, so one of the hairstylists that worked in her salon, his name was Ellison. He was like, I'll cut it for her. She said, okay, fine, go ahead. So I sit in Ellis's chair, and, you know, I'm getting my hair done, getting it cut or whatever. My first real haircut. 
I think I was about 15, 16. So I'm sitting there getting it cut. So afterwards, he turns me to the mirror. I had to take a moment of silence. In my horror, I had a, because you know, I wanted a little ducktail too in the back. I had like a little broken skinny ducktail in the back. And I had tweezer curls. Remember the hairstyle? Like she had the, the small tweezer curls and I had a, like a little, like, a little length of here on the side. So it was one of those asymmetric cuts that you had the tweezer curl. Now, the bad news was I did not have a relaxer. So the minute I sweat, I had a fro, teeny fro. I might as well, you might as well cut the ducktail off because it's already broken. My hair was a nightmare for me. It was not what I was expecting. It was a great cut. He was an amazing hairstylist. But it was not what I asked for. I said a stack bob. I didn't say tweezer curls. Not the purple rain haircut. Oh. I wanted my hair. Give a little ducktail. And my ducktail was skinny. And it wasn't, you know, he wasn't weaving. He couldn't put it back on. And so, my, finally, I, I look at my mother and she go, mm. <laughs> Finally got what you wanted. I finally got what you wanted. I was like, no! It was the hardest haircut to grow out of. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my and when my grandmother, she was still pressing my hair at that time. She fussed for hours. It's the stupidest haircut I ever. Because she was burning me because it was so short because she had to press my hair. I was like, oh. It took me probably five years to grow that hair back out. And I had nice, thick hair. It took me about five years because it was uneven when it grew. Oh, it was a mess. I had to go through prom homecoming with that hair it was wrong it was broken it was a mess it's TBT I want to see those photos yes yes, yes. <laughs> I've got to find one for you my goodness speaking of TBT what do you do more Instagram Pinterest Twitter what's your go to well you know I'm really big on Instagram Facebook and Twitter but lately I have been hooked on Pinterest because as a hairstylist and I'm trying to come up with ideas for films or, or videos, I love searching on there and finding. They have great references. You know, you can find some really creative. You just type something in and boom, you get, a, you know, a plethora of, of different looks. It's wow. great. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your uh, hair crush? Oh, I can't say anymore. I used to say Prince, even though I didn't want his mm, hair cut. But yeah. I really... He did have some styles, yeah, though. He Didn't really he? Did. He was my hair crush forever. Who did his now hair? Now it's Bruno Mars. I love Bruno's hair. He does have good yeah, hair. Does the rock count? Oh, he had no hair. Oh. I have a different yeah, crush. You, you, have, a, you have, have a different crush. crush. <laughs> I think you want to get Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> That's such a you, black name. Yes. Dwayne. Because, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, too. I grew up loving WWE, WWF, whatever. I know they've changed their name, but that is like... Well, you know, as a kid, I loved wrestling. So The Rock was like, when he, I remember him when he was The Rock. Now he's like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get to do Prince's hair? Almost. I got a call. I was in Atlanta, and they needed a hairdresser for Prince. And I couldn't get back to L.A. fast enough to do it. I was so upset. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was upsetting. Mm. What, um, because you had Essence, I'm curious, do you have a favorite Essence cover or a favorite Essence moment? I will say, oh gosh, I have so many favorite Essence moments. I've done some amazing, I've done some amazing covers with Beyonce, Mary. Neil Long. Neil Long. But 
I have to say the Zendaya one was in Rio. That was a whole nother level. <laughs> I mean, I've never been to it. What do they call it? A fava, a fava? Oh, a favela. I've never been to a favela before. I, you know, mm. uh, Brazil was a place that I've always, as a kid, just obsessed about. I love Brazilian everything. Brazilian food, Brazilian the way Brazilians look. I love so much about Brazil. So having the opportunity to go there, with the, I mean, I never traveled with you guys before like that. So it was exciting. Last question. Hmm, what do we want to know? Well, Beyonce has hot sauce on her bag. What's in your bag? Hot comb? And besides the blessed oil. Well, I was going to say blessed oil. That's what I Let's see, there's a lot of stuff in here. Essential oils. I got lotion. I got water. You know what? I don't have a pressing comb. You would think I would have would one th- in there. <laughs> still, I need a hot comb. Do they still use them? Because let me tell you a story really quick. I've gone to some salons and I'm like, I want to press. And they'll be like, we don't say press. What do they call it? Thermal texturizer. Oh. Yeah, that's the that's like you can't say wash. Shampoo. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh there's terminology. Oh. Everything changes. See, that, there's a difference. Hairdressers that say, I'm going to wash your hair, I'm going to press your hair, ain't like about in the $20 range. You go to someone that says, we're going to shampoo your hair and give you a thermal texturizer. Now you're talking about $85 and up. Oh. <laughs> there is a difference. That's it. <laughs> so you have to decide. Do you want to go to a hairdresser that says wash? Or do you want to go to a hairdresser that says shampoo? shampoo. I think I may go to wash. Sometimes what? I need a wash. I just need a quick wash right before work. It sounds cheaper, right? It sounds better. My it don't hurt wash. your pocketbook. <laughs> exactly. But why do you trust? You try to trust someone because you know when you go to someone that says shampoo, your hair is going to be flowing. Mm. Well, what about YouTube? Quickly, what do you think of YouTube? You know, I think that YouTube has definitely opened the doors, but it also, um, you know, it's created a lot of kitchen beauticians. Which yeah. I think that, it be listen, it keep people coming. I'm getting all kind of issues. We had yeah. a girl on L.A. Hair uh, speaking. She came on there, and she had learned how to do a quick weave on YouTube, but she left it in for six months. How would you leave a weave in for six oh months? Oh, my Lord. When she took, and she, you know, it was on the show. She took the hair out. It was all kinds of mm. interesting things <laughs> growing up that's a no-no you can't you have to remember that hair is a profession you have to be licensed to do it you know there's great tips on there but you really certain things that you should always you know entrust in your hairstylist extensions color any chemical work relaxers you know even braiding you have to be careful braiding because you got to find the right braider so they don't pull your hair out your extensions you know even you know you need that consultation with your hairdresser because you know, it's not a hobby. It's a profession. Yeah. All right. Ooh, that's a good way to call uh, yeah. it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. No problem. Thank you for your blessings. Okay. <laughs> now you go out and do your thing. Okay. I will. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I enjoyed it myself. <laughs> Thanks to our guest, Kim Kimball. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl. Girl. So there's our conversations with Tashina Arnold, Nisi Nash, and Regina Hall. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. And of course, thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. We'll see you next week. Bye.